Yeah, so get you plugged up there. All right. Amen. Thank you. You take your jacket off. Usually. Oh, yeah, the way you put it down. Just in case. I remember that now. It's on a special hand. Amen. Well, this is the crowd that survived to the end. Amen. So he said, I, he said, I get to finish y'all off. Praise the Lord, y'all look like you might already be there, but I don't know. I was looking at these windows over here and looked like if I preached to midnight, y'all wouldn't fall out and die. It's, it's, it's not the third loft, amen. But uh, no, I appreciate the meeting. It's been a great blessing and a help to me. And uh, the message on my heart, as Brother Chris has said, it's, it's been mentioned in a certain way all throughout the meeting. It's amazing how the Lord does that sometimes, and I believe... I believe although I know you said the first message, Brother Babcock, is uh, one of the hardest ones in the last message, but I feel like this is ordained to the Lord. Obviously, the Lord put it on the pastor's heart, but I feel like this is a fitting uh, message for the end of this camp meeting, and uh, so I just want to mind the Lord. You can turn to Mark chapter number 14. I do want to say thank you for everybody here that's given to help our family to get that van and has prayed for our daughter. Aubrey is doing a lot better. Uh, she had uh, five days' worth of treatments. Uh, she had high-dose steroids and uh, IVIG infusions. And uh, the, the steroids, they're kind of a quick fix and hope it continues. And she's regressed some since uh, not taking the steroids. So we're praying if it's the Lord's will, He'll use that IVIG to help her the rest of the way. But she's a lot better than she was. Amen. So we praise the Lord for that. And uh, the Lord can use her in whatever way he sees fit. I'm amazed at her desire to serve the Lord. Uh, she's been, uh, you know, going up, as some said, playing the piano. And she'd done this before she got uh, in this shape. Uh, she'd always hand out tracks. And even after this, sometimes even though she's walking up and her hand's shaking, or she'll still walk up and hand a track to somebody. I, sometimes I even forget about it. I'll be paying at a counter and I'll forget to say anything or and she'll walk up behind me and I'll hear them saying thank you and she's handed them a Bible tract. So uh, she's still serving the Lord and I thank God for that. Amen. But again, thank you for everything you've done for our family, everything that you do. And it's good to be in the house of the Lord with you. Let's stand if you would, Mark chapter number 14. And I want to try to mind the Lord and try to be a help to you as you get ready to go on the road and to go back out to your places of service to the Lord. Amen. And some to stay here and to serve God here in your place. But the Bible says here in Mark chapter number 14, in verse number 1, and, and after two days was the feast of the Passover and of unleavened bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he said at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for memorial of her. Now, I want to preach about a word that's actually not in this text as far as the word, but it's in this text. Amen. There's a word that has been spoken. I believe every preacher has said this word. I was sitting over there boiling, wanting my turn to preach about it. Uh, but there's a word that every preacher uh, said and mentioned, and it's the word worship. Amen. Amen. I want to preach on this thought. You'll find that these disciples, these Pharisees that were sitting there, they said, uh, here, why was the waste of this ointment made? In the book of Matthew chapter number 26, they said, uh, what is the purpose of this waste? I want to preach tonight on, is it waste or worship? Amen. Is it waste or worship? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you, Lord, for touching my heart and speaking to me. I thank you, Lord, for the men of God that you've used to speak to my heart here in this meeting. 
And uh, Lord, I stand here in need of your touch, in need of your help. Uh, Lord, as Brother Chris has said, Lord, I'm just a vessel, but I pray that you'd fill me tonight and you might help your people to go further down the road, help this church, and I pray that you'd speak through me exactly what you'd have to be said tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated tonight. And I want to preach on that thought here tonight. And you, you can make your own decision out of this text. I'll say again that the word worship is not in this text tonight. But I believe the act of worship is taking place here in the Word of God. Don't you? And we're seeing that this is found in Matthew chapter number 26. It's found here in Mark chapter number 14. And I believe also the Bible... <coughs> let's us know. Uh, can I get my bottle of water and y'all get a chance there? Amen. All right, there it is. All right, I got two bottles there. You got preached so they're gone, right? But uh, I believe you also find that it's referenced here in, in John chapter number 12. In John chapter number 12. Thank you, brother. I might choke on that if I was preaching though, but I'll need it afterward. Amen. But I, I believe that uh, John also records what's taking place here. And uh, what, what Mark, Matthew said uh, is, is added to by what Mark said. Uh, and in the book of John, uh, it doesn't mention some of the things that it mentions in Matthew uh, and in Mark. But uh, uh, Matthew and Mark, they don't mention the name of this woman uh, that is coming here uh, uh, and uh, breaking this alabaster box and and anointing the Lord Jesus Christ on his head and on his feet. Uh, but it, it does mention in John chapter number 12 uh, that this was Mary, I mean the sister of Martha and the sister of Lazarus. Uh, and I believe that those are the same story. There's some people that say uh, that these are not the same the same story uh, as, as John chapter number 12. I believe that it is tonight. Uh, and uh, they say, well, it says in John 12 that Jesus came uh, uh, six days uh, before the Passover. And here it says, as two days before the Passover. I believe Jesus came into town six days before the Passover and this took place two days before the Passover is about to take place. Is that right? You older men of God as far as you can understand and if I'm wrong correct me on that but as far as I can tell God is telling us about this thing that had taken place here as Jesus said at meet there in John chapter number 12 he was sitting there with Lazarus who he'd raised from the dead. Uh, Martha was serving uh, and Mary was, was, uh, was uh, uh, worshiping the Lord. Uh, I believe probably sitting there at that table there with the Lord Jesus Christ was probably Judas sitting there. Amen. Judas was possibly one of those that sat at the table uh, uh, there with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, no doubt as he handled the money he is probably the one that was least suspected uh, to betray the Lord. Uh, and as he sat there at the table uh, and Lazarus was sent there. Uh, the Bible tells us here in the book of Mark uh, that they was wanting to put Jesus to death, uh, but they didn't want to do it till after the Passover lest there was an uproar in the people. If you read in John chapter number 12, it tells us they wasn't only just trying to put uh, Lazarus uh, to death. Isn't that amazing? Uh, I mean, how Jesus raised him from the dead, uh, and they think that they can take his life, uh, and they probably could, and Lazarus died. But Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And he said, Believest thou this? I'm glad for that night when I believed that, amen, that he had raised me from the dead. He did that spiritually that night when I got born again. And he's going to do it physically one day. Isn't that a great blessing tonight? And as he sat there at that table, and Lazarus is there, and Judas may have been there, I'm not sure, and made Judas mad when this woman come and started pouring this ointment on Jesus' head and taking her hair and washing his feet and the Bible said after Jesus said this over there in, in the book of Matthew chapter number 26 it says after Jesus said that about that woman the very next verse after, after Mary has decided to be a giver Judas decides to be a taker the very next word after it says Jesus said let this be remembered of her wherever the gospels preach the very next word of the next verse says then Judas went to the high priest and he went there asking them what he could get amen 
or what they would give him if he'd, if he'd betray Jesus and bring him unto them. You know what happened in the heart of Judas before he went and said, what will you give me? He got to thinking in his mind, what could I get? What could I get to betray the Lord Jesus Christ? I got to get back to the message before I get on another one. Amen. But I'm trying to set the stage here of what's going on. They're wanting to kill Jesus and they're going to kill Lazarus. That's in their plans. But right in the midst of that, let me say this tonight. We're living in America that is getting more and more willing to kill Bible-believing Christians. It ain't just to make you and I afraid, but I'm telling you, uh, there's a heritage of Christians uh, that have been martyred uh, and they've died for their faith. uh, And if the Lord doesn't come back, there's a conspiracy uh, against God uh, believing Bible, believing Christians. Uh, Listen, Judas was a disciple, uh, but he's like most modern day churches today. uh, They get in the pulpit uh, and they betray Jesus Christ uh, by having some perverted uh, so-called Bible uh, Uh, some perverted so-called worship uh, and they're betraying the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I guarantee you there's enough churches uh, in America today uh, that if the government made it illegal uh, uh, to preach this Bible just like it is, uh, uh, there'd be a lot of churches uh, that stand up against this church right here for standing against sodomy, uh, uh, for standing against uh, uh, gambling, amen, uh, for standing against what God said is wicked. And you know what this church needs more than anything uh, anything else tonight is to worship God. That's why you was made. That's why you was born again. There's one main purpose that God has for everybody here tonight and it's to worship Him. And that's been said over and over during this service. Uh, and listen tonight, uh, it's been said over and over, mentioned about uh, worshiping Him. And uh, there, there's some uh, that if you start worshiping God, if you start worshiping God, uh, they're going to criticize you. Man, am I making any sense tonight? But I see here in this text the worship. Uh, let me say this tonight. Let me say it again. Uh, worship uh, is uh, ought to have been the main reason uh, that you put on this meeting tonight. Amen. Amen. I mean, right back to you ladies cooking the meal. I mean, you know what to make a meal taste better. What to make a meal easier to prepare is worshiping God right in the midst of it. Amen. That I'm doing this as a form of worship unto Almighty God and unto my Savior who died for me and gave himself for me. You'll see here in this, has this meeting been a waste of time or a time of worship? Amen. Oh, I guarantee you there's plenty of people uh, who thought that what a waste of time. Uh, uh, they'll say to take my Friday night and to come out to the house of God. You ever heard them talk like that? I know my people that say they're saved by the grace of God uh, and they think you as crazy uh, to come in on a Friday night. Uh, and listen, that's I want my Friday. Uh, I want my Saturday. Uh, I'll be honest with you, my flesh uh, was looking out the window and thought, boy, there's a lot of things uh, on a nice pretty day like this uh, uh, that somebody could be doing. But I sure am glad the Holy Ghost on the inside said, but yes, since I bought you uh, and paid for you ain't you glad there's nothing else you'd rather be doing than in the house of God worshiping him that's what's missing today you said where's the worship gone I'll tell you where it's gone dear friend it's gone with this attitude that giving myself to God is a waste of time and a waste of telling that's where it's went dear friend but this meeting thank God for what all you've done and hey I get to preach the last message and tell you thank you Sooner Rose Baptist Church for taking the time and for taking the effort where God's people could come together from different places and waste their gas. Oh no dear friend it wasn't a waste of gas it wasn't a waste of time thank God it's worship. Amen. That's what will keep you going on down the road. Amen. 
You keep traveling down the road through these years, Brother Brian, I'm sure there's been times if your flesh is like mine, you thought, what am I doing? I'm wearing myself out. Your flesh ever say that? I'm glad it don't stick around long. I'm sure people have said that to you, but I'm glad, thank God, when I got born again that night. One of the reasons I know I'm born again is there's a desire, a desire to worship Him. Amen. You don't want to worship him, you ain't born again. Is that plain enough, amen? Hey, uh, you ever heard that old song? It, uh, what's that song says? Uh, it talks about uh, uh, let the, 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 the world hear his voice. Uh, and it's talking about you singing uh, and magnifying God. Uh, to God be the glory, is that the name of it? And so let the earth hear his voice. Uh, and this, ain't, uh, uh, this ain't my voice necessarily, uh, uh, but it's the voice of the Holy Ghost uh, uh, from down deep inside of my heart uh, that God put in there uh, with a desire to worship him in spite of my flesh in spite of my, my sin and wickedness I want to worship him tonight I'm not wasting my time traveling the roads I'm not wasting my time thank God I thank God for worship tonight amen. do you worship him amen well I'm making any sense so far amen worship is more than just a morning service sign now, I didn't look out there tonight and uh, I preached this message last week and God had just, uh, just kind of given me a little skeleton and I got a little more meat on it tonight. Uh, but I didn't look at your sign out there and I'm not necessarily criticizing the sign but had this message on my heart last Sunday night. And I was pulling up to the church and I thought, I wonder what their sign says. Uh, and nothing wrong with the sign. I'm not, I told them that. Uh, but it says uh, uh, at, at, nine, at 9.45, uh, uh, Sunday school. Uh, and then it says uh, at, at 11 o'clock, uh, worship service. Uh, and then it said it six o'clock evening service and it said on Wednesday night it says prayer meeting amen nothing wrong with any of those things but I'm telling you tonight the Sunday school ought to be based on worship the morning service ought to be based on worship Wednesday night ought to be based on worship hey thank God it's, but it's more than just a, it's more than a, a sign that says morning service it's a lifestyle you know why these alternate lifestyles had come about? Part of it's because Christians haven't made worship a lifestyle. Amen. I'm guilty tonight. Amen. It's not a waste to worship Him. Hey, I believe everything you do for God, uh, it, it, it can be a, a worship unto Him. <coughs> Amen. Brother Townsend asked this morning about where has the worship gone? I, I, I don't know. I, I did see some of this. The Lord called me to preach October 1st, 2000. Uh, and a couple of years before that, I got an independent Baptist church. I was saved in a Southern Baptist church, but they preached the King James Bible uh, and the man of God preached uh, hellfire and brimstone and judgment. Uh, and he said, whosoever shall call uh, upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, and the real soul winner showed up one night about three o'clock in the morning uh, and took the seed of the word of God uh, as the man of God had planted, that the man of God had watered. Uh, and thank God that night, he brought the increase. I moved off to East Tennessee playing ball in college and I got around some old time Baptist preachers and got around old time worship. I said we got to call it old time, amen. It's a, it ought to be up to date now. But I've seen some men worship God like Brother Berman Cape. I saw some men worship God like Brother Ben Wittenbarger get up there as the first church I went to. He'd get up there. I mean, before he got up there, the choir got up there. There's some hands raised up in the air. There's some tears flowing down their cheeks. And there's they like popcorn jumping up. Praise an Almighty God. And the choir got to singing. And the Holy Ghost moved on that. Amen. And then the man of God got up renting and raving and a preacher. And people said amen, praise the Lord hallelujah, uh, thank God tonight, uh, uh, Brother Berman Cape would always say this is the quietest world uh, you're ever going to live in yes, you go to hell tonight it's going to be loud yes. you go to heaven tonight it's going to be loud yes. amen well I'm enjoying this last message, amen, amen. 
You say, where's it gone? Here's what I believe it is. I remember this old preacher named uh, Brother Jim Rowland, or James Rowland, not, not the one in Tullahoma, but his dad. His dad would come into church. We, we'd go over to, out of that church over there in Rossville, Georgia, and before we all got there, he was already down there. We, he wasn't in the prayer room yet. He was already shouting around the altar. Shouting's biblical, amen. I'm not talking about working one up, but I'm wondering why we don't have a shout. Me included, amen. He'd already been there a long time before we got there. He was talking to God. He wasn't waiting for us to show up. He knew somebody's already there. And so we came in, went down the prayer room. Here he come down the steps, praising God. And he got down there with tears in his eyes. And he had to tell us something. He'd already told us hundreds of times, amen. And he said, did I tell y'all? And he, it wasn't getting old with him, thank God. He said, let me tell you about when God saved me out there in my backyard as an old drunk. You know what happened, dear friend? Friend, God got in on that place, and we come up the stairs worshiping. Yes. You know where it's when they brought worship with them. Yes. Yes. We try to show up and get it to start. Right. Right. Amen. Right. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. Yes, sir. Well, let's try to crank it up. I'm blaming me, I'm blaming you, I'm blaming the devil, amen. I'm telling you, I don't know what the remedy is, but I know we need to do what we can to figure out it's not a waste of time being in the house of God. It's not a waste of time to read our Bible. Thank God, it's worshiping our creator. He's worthy tonight. Ask, has this meeting been a waste or worship time, Amen. God said, say it again, they brought it with them to the house of God. We come to try and start it up. That's where it went. Amen. Worship's a daily thing. You don't just come to church to worship God. The church is the overflow building. I hope you come in Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you can go back out and start stepping again or stepping better in worshiping Almighty God. Amen. You know what this generation of sinners needs to see is somebody that'll worship God. Jesus made a strong link right here between the gospel and worship. You see that? He said, wheresoever... This gospel is preached. He wasn't talking about the gospel of the kingdom. He said, she put this on me for my burying. He said, wherever this gospel is preached, this shall this woman done shall be spoken of her. I believe what, he, what has been ought to be spoken tonight ought to go along with the gospel and sinners ought to know that it's not a waste of time or to worship God. It's not a waste of money or to worship God. It's worship, amen. This church will cease to exist if you cease to have a desire or to worship Him. Amen. So tonight, Jesus said here about this woman when they come, he said, she hath done what she could. Amen. I believe you've done that in this meeting. I hope you've done what you could and have the last message tonight, if there's something you need to do at this altar, if there's something you could do at this altar, God have you to do. If there's something to do with what's left in the fellowship, whatever it might be, dear friend, Jesus just to find it here that this woman done what she could. Amen. So tonight as you look at this, is it waste? Or worship. I know a meeting like this, the flesh gets weary. And the flesh gets tired. And and, and can't wait for the preacher to quit. Amen. But uh, I tell you what, help you uh, uh, to go through the trials of life uh, and the heartaches of life uh, and the hard times is worship. Amen. I thought I was going to say this later, but I'll just mind God. Bible tells us in the book of Job, Satan come and God said, Hast thou considered my servant Job? 
I don't want to be considered. What about you? But I believe we're probably all uh, get considered by the devil sometimes and God allows us uh, to go through that. Uh, and the Bible says uh, there in Job's life, uh, was it uh, first the Chaldeans come uh, and killed the cattle and killed all the servants uh, and that servant said, I'm the only one that has escaped. Uh, and the Bible said, while he is still talking... Another one come and said that the Sabians have come, uh, uh, whichever one's called in and said, all the camels are dead. And before he got it out of his mouth, they come in, he said, your sons and your daughters uh, were feasting in the elder son's house. Uh, and there came a wind uh, that, 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 that took, uh, uh, hit the four corners of the house, and they're all dead. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Don't get like God, don't get like your flesh wants to be. You know that one man, Brother Bright, come there and said, he said, the fire came from God out of heaven. Now, I may be wrong, but I don't believe that's God's fire. That's a devil's fire. Amen. I tell you, I've got like, kind of like that fellow. He comes and said, the fire of God came down out of heaven. God does have fire and God does have judgment, amen. But there in that text, I believe that's the fire of God allowed uh, to come down. Here's Job and his uh, uh, Job fell down, the Bible says. Uh, and he ran his mantle. Uh, uh, the Bible says he ran his mantle and he fell down. It said, then Job arose. Uh, he ran his mantle. Uh, and the Bible said he bowed down and he worshiped. I'm glad you can worship when you're hurting. That's the best thing you can do when you're hurting uh, is just worship God, uh, raise your hands to heaven, uh, and say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, it's not a waste of time to worship, is it? Amen. Is your life, is it waste or worship? They said it's waste, didn't they? I mean, they, it looks like even it just in one place it said Judas said it, and then uh, the then all the disciples said it, uh, and so even some of the good men that were standing there, it sounds like that all of them uh, got to saying, "Yeah, you know what? Uh, that that's uh, that's waste there." <coughs> I'm trying to tie it into this meeting. I don't think this is a waste, Amen. I believe we've had the opportunity to worship God, and He's worthy. Worthy as the Lamb of God tonight. I just want to say a few things out of this and, and try to be done. Amen. And that whatever preacher says, want to try and try to be done. <laughs> Amen. God, I want to just talk about it, the definition of worship. I mean, I believe you'll see a, a textbook, not just definition, but a demonstration of the definition what worship is right here, amen. Although it's not in the text, uh, thank God, Brother Babcock, I believe what a picture this is uh, of worshiping God. This word, uh, uh, worship, it means to prostrate or bow oneself. Uh, although uh, uh, all throughout the Bible, it's mentioned that there's, there's two things in the Old Testament especially and even in the New Testament that is mentioned uh, with the word worship, bowing the head and bowing the knee. Amen. Bowing down. And even that word uh, itself means even going further than that. Prostrate, just far out as you can get, amen. I'll tell you what, younger generation, there's some older people sitting here, they can't get prostrate anymore. Physically. And they can't a lot of times bow their knee in worship anymore like they once could. Can't hardly get up, amen. I'm telling you what, thank God there is a part in that of where our, uh, the position of our body, uh, but really the position of our body don't mean anything without the position of our heart. You can bow your knee and I can bow my knee over and over at that altar, but until our heart gets bowed, uh, until our heart gets in the worship of Almighty God, it ain't going to amount to anything tonight. Uh, we're wasting our time uh, when we're not really in our heart, by definition, prostrate before God in our hearts. I'm not discouraging getting on your face before God. I'm encouraging it. 
I believe a lot of church today is a waste of time because we're coming to the altars. If you can get anybody there, amen. It ain't just about on the altar either, amen. Amen. This woman here, this definition of worship, let me, let me read it to you again. I still got y'all's attention this evening. Just be encouraged, this is the last message. And mine and your flesh can rest a little bit, amen. But I still want to give him a hard time for just a little while longer. Not only does it mean prostrate or bow oneself, it means adoring devotion. Adoring devotion. You adore him tonight. Amen. And uh, I got those definitions from 1828 Dictionary and from the, uh, from the uh, uh, Strong's Concordance. Uh, but I thought about, you know what, and these phones are bad about most things. Uh, thank God I got some kind of, uh, of a dictionary on my phone. And it says a modern, uh, modern uh, Webster's Dictionary. I wasn't around my big concordance right then, wasn't around my big 1828 dictionary, and I thought, I wonder what they've got to say about that. They've changed a lot of things that Mr. Webster probably wouldn't have in there, amen. But it said in there, uh, it said uh, extravagant, extravagant, uh, ext- let me get up here and see what it said, amen. It said extravagant reverence or devotion or service. I tell you what this woman did right here was pretty extravagant. Amen. And uh, it, it, uh, here, here's what they added to that, Brother Bell. Uh, it says in that, it says, uh, uh, it said extravagant, extravagant reverence to a deity. Let me, let me slow down here, all right. Extravagant reverence, devotion, or service to a deity Glad I don't know a deity, amen. Listen to this. It said extravagant reverence, devotion, service to a deity, and that said this, or a celebrity. Amen. I wonder how much reverence would be brought up in the house of God if your favorite ball player was to show up in the house of God. Oh, probably everybody, look who's here. Your favorite singer was to show up. Amen. I don't. Obviously, you shouldn't be listening to that wicked, ungodly country music. But most modern-day so-called Southern gospel music. I don't care if they call themselves comedians and get on there with Bill Gaither and make fun. Of I used to be a Baptist. That's probably all he was was a Baptist. He wasn't a child of God. But what if he's a sharp in here tonight? Adoring reverence. Anything we can do for you tonight? Can you believe he showed up in our presence? That's where we're at. Probably not this crowd tonight, but I sure hope you're missing your favorite celebrity, your favorite star on the television. You know what bring worship back? Cut the stars off all during the week. Turn the stars off. Turn the song, uh, uh, singers off. I know where I'm at. I'm right where I need to be tonight. I'm telling you, the worship's gone. Uh, the worship and the creator, uh, the creature more than the creator. And thank God tonight, he's blessed forevermore. God's reprobating this society because we're worshiping men. We're worshiping animals. Can't go in Walmart around the, the, around the meat department without somebody's dog being there. You love a dog more than you love God, you got a problem. You love a dog more than you love your grandkids, you got a problem. If you're going to put your dog on your obituary, you got a problem tonight. Amen. So are you preaching about, preacher? Is it waste or worship? We're wasting our time devoting ourselves to this world and not God. Amen. I'm not mad tonight. I'm just just telling you plain, amen. That's what's wrong with all of us at some degree or some level tonight. Amen. 
Oh, he's worthy of worship tonight. Amen. They looked on Brother Glenn and said, she's wasting that alabaster box. Or she's wasting that 300 pins worth of ointment. Judas said should have given it to the poor. John said he didn't care about the poor. Somebody said, well, Jesus didn't care about the poor. He said, no. He said you have the poor with you always. He said, you can do them good. Do the poor good, amen. A lot of people are poor because they've chosen to live the life of sin. Right, right. A lot of people are on the streets because they've chosen that way. Right. And we all try to help any way we can. Uh, I ain't getting into that. Y'all know where the, Jesus said tonight, uh, I mean, hey, listen, do we worship him more than we worship our missions program? Right. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Do we worship him more than we worship our building? Nothing wrong with the building? Nothing wrong with missions. We ought to worship him above all of them. Amen. Amen. The only reason you ought to be going to Peru is because of the devotion in your heart to worship Jesus Christ. That's the only thing that will keep you there and keep you straight is just having doubt in your heart a worship for your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, Amen. I believe this is where we're missing that tonight. You don't watch out, you'll get we'll we'll get like that crowd over there in Malachi's day. And they was huffing at God. Instead of what was that word they used? Uh, they was puffing at God, and God said, "I've loved you." And they said, "Wherever you loved us." Amen. God said, uh, "What you're giving me, offer it to your governor." I'm trying to remember what I'm trying to get out of that. But, but he, he, he's, he's worthy tonight. I mean, they, they come in bringing just an old sacrifice like they walk by and say, that'll work. Is that what you do when you come to the house of God? Surely not on Sunday night crowd. Oh, that'll work. Does that make sense tonight? Boy, brother, brother Williamson, I thank God when I see the overflow in you. Amen. Thank God, uh, uh, brother, uh, I can't remember your name. I'm so nervous tonight preaching, believe that or not, brother Brian. And uh, thank God for you ladies also. Uh, when I see the overflow worship in your life, uh, thank God, brother Glenn, during this meeting, look up and see the overflow uh, uh, in your heart. And you know how I know it's overflow because I'm sure this makes them uncomfortable. It's not about them. Thank God it's about their Lord and worshiping Him tonight. Don't think you're wasting your time. Amen. You know why they've canceled Sunday night service and Wednesday night service? Amen. They don't believe in worshiping God. Amen. But I ask you, do you worship on those days? I say it's, it's, a, it's a lifetime thing. I don't know whether to go with the outline or quit. Amen. I know y'all ain't hungry after that meal at midday we're just going to go in there and add to it, amen. It's hard to leave that kind of meat just sitting there. <laughs> amen. I see the definition of worship here tonight, but I, the Bible gives us direction to worship. I'm going to slow down a little bit and try to get done here in a few minutes, but it gives us direction to worship. There in John 4, if y'all get tired, stand up with me, all right? Just stand up with me. That's how they did sometime in the New Testament. Early church, didn't they? John 4, the Bible says Jesus must needs go through Samaria. He went down there by himself because the rest of them wouldn't go. Amen. And uh, he come upon, this woman come upon him. He started talking to her, asking for a drink. You know the story. But for sake of time, uh, Jesus dealt with her sin. And the next thing she says, he said, you've had five husbands. What you have now is not your husband. She said, I perceive you're a prophet. She said, our fathers worshiped in this mountain. You start dealing with sin and they'll start bringing up their false worship. I tell you what's part of worshiping our God is preaching against sin. I tell you what's worshiping our God is practicing against sin. 
And she said, uh, she said, uh, uh, you say that in Jerusalem is where men ought to worship. And Jesus said the time's coming that in this mountain uh, nor at Jerusalem man's going to worship. Amen. He said, but the Father, for sake of time not, he said, the Father seeketh, uh, the Father seeketh such to worship him. He said, they that worship the Father. He said, God is a spirit. and They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You and I can worship God quietly. but you, you and I can't worship him fully quietly. Amen. Worship eventually turn into praise. Amen. We got direction in this Bible to worship God. We got direction to worship Almighty God. Because we believe this book right here. Amen. Paul's over there in Acts. Acts somewhere over there. Amen. Acts chapter 26, I believe it is. And he was answering before another king headed to Rome. Amen. And appealing to Caesar. And he stood up there and he said, The way that ye call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers. Know what the next word was? He said, believing. Believing all things that are written in the, in the law and in the book of Moses. Listen tonight, our worship ought to be directed by the truth of the word of God. If it's in the word of God, we ought to believe it and we ought to strive to practice it tonight. Amen. Hey, doing it, not only, I mean, the Bible said God is a spirit. If you and I are saved, God's spirit lives on the inside and dear friend, the spirit of truth lives on the inside and to direct our spirit to worship him in true worship tonight. Is your worship true worship tonight? Back over there he said he said the true worshipers he told her you worship you know not what. Modern day they call you they call you mean and hateful. I don't believe Jesus everything he said full of grace and truth everything we say ought to be full of grace and truth. I want to tell people who I know if they ask me uh, uh, that the true worshipers worship in spirit and in truth. (coughs) We got direction to worship God tonight. (coughs) Are you following directions? Amen. Y'all hang in there a little while. Amen. Amen. Uh, There's direction to worship God in the word of God. I find here uh, there's a description, uh, a display of worship. Anybody here tonight know, you may have heard me preach this, or knowing the first time the word worship is found in the Bible. That seedbed of Genesis. Genesis chapter number 22. God said, Abraham, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. That's the first time the word love is found in the Bible. He said, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee in the land of Moriah, and offer him there upon one of the mountains, which I'll tell thee of. And the Bible says, Abraham rose up early, he saddled his ass, he took the wood for the burnt offering, and him and those young men, and the ass, and his son Isaac, headed out on a three-day journey. Boy, I tell you what, Abraham was a man just like you and I. You reckon the old devil and the old flesh said, you, what are you doing? What are you, you going to waste your son? Isn't that the word we use for killing? Amen. You, you, what are you doing? You're, you're wasting a, hey, he knew what God said to him and he believed him. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He is strong in faith. He is going to give glory unto God. He is fully persuaded what God had promised. He is able also to perform. They got down there to the foot of that mountain. He let those other men sit there. He even let the ass stay down there. He said, me and the Lord are going yonder to worship. Amen. Amen. Some of you not, maybe you can't worship because you've lost your kids. And I hate that for you. I'm not trying to rub it in. And I understand there's a difference. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, I want to help you through that. Worship Him. Amen. Amen. Worship at the altar of God. There's a display of worship. Man, there's so much I've got to get to or get done one way or the other. But let me say this about about this woman uh, here in the text. 
There's a lot of other things I've got to throw out here and get done and bring it to a close tonight and ask you, is it waste or worship? Has this meeting been waste or worship? Are you going to waste what God sent this way through all these preachers? Are you going to waste this opportunity that you had to serve God by serving one another? Are you going to worship further? You know what this meeting's for? To go further? Well, I tell you what, worship will help you to go on. This woman here, man, I got, my wife tells me, quit saying that. She's right, amen. If I ever start a church again, I ain't putting any clocks in it. I don't care, I need no time. Listen tonight, there, there's the definition of worship. There's the direction of worship. There's a description of worship here in this woman's life. There's a description of that. And uh, let, me, let me say, go to John 12, and that's where we'll finish up here tonight. John 12, I believe this is the same story that you'll find in Matthew 26 and Mark chapter number 14. But John chapter number 12, that's where we'll finish up here tonight. The Bible says in John 12, verse number 1, then six days before the Passover, then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table of them. Then Mary, then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his hair, uh, wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. That word odor speaks of worship. Okay, Lord, I'll say it. Brother Chris, what's your odor tonight? Amen. What's your odor going to be Wednesday night? What's your odor going to be next Sunday morning? Well, let me just say that. That's, that's Resurrection Sunday. So let's go on past Resurrection. What's your odor going to be in the house of God? What's your odor at work? Are you a sweet-smelling savor? Amen. Paul said we're a sweet-smelling savor for your sake. Amen. Is that what he said? Does your odor of worship fill the room? Amen. Let me say tonight it'll cost you something. It did cost you your time to come out here. It costs some gas to get out here, especially some of us have come a long way, amen. I didn't come the furthest, so I can't gripe. There's others come further. But it costs something, but is it worth it? Is it waste or is it worth it? That word worship has a base word of what I've told of worth-ship. Worth-ship. You know, I believe you come, probably this crowd comes every service because it's worth it. It's worth it to worship Him. I promise y'all, if God let me quit, I would, but I got a few more things to say. It's costly. It's costly tonight. She brought that alabaster box, a very precious ointment. You know what the Bible says? She break it. I don't know if it had a lid on or what, but I don't know. But she didn't just say, well, you know what? I'll put a little bit on there. Just a little sprinkle. But you know what the Bible said? She poured it on. It looks like Matthew and Mark just said she anointed his head. I think both of them just said the head. Well, I believe it's the same story in John 12. It says that evidently ran down his head, ran down his body, and got on his feet. And she got down there and took her hair and she started wiping his feet. Amen. It cost her her security. 300 pence, I'm told, was a year's worth of wages. She said, you know what? Bible doesn't tell us she is a married woman. It's possible she is the sinner in Luke 7. I don't know what her life was like, amen. But she took her security, broke it open, and poured it out on Jesus. Amen. You know what the church needs to do? Break it and pour it out on Jesus. Pour out your praise more than anything else. Say, what I need to break, I don't know, but whatever it is that's keeping us from worshiping, we need to break it and pour it out. Cost her her beauty. Amen. How many of you ladies want to get down to your husband and take your hair 
and wipe his old dirty feet. Amen? They did that customary because their feet got dirty in there. Oh, you know why a lot of, lot of well, I was going to say women, but there's a lot of men who think they're beautiful today. Yeah. Even in our Baptist meetings. At their pencil blue jeans and everything, suits and hairstyles. I'm telling you what, it's a waste, ladies, to, to take the world's so-called beauty. Yeah. Amen? Yeah, this Bible says worship Him in the beauty of holiness. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's unholy to walk around in men's apparel. Hey, I'm so far in, y'all just going to have to hang on, amen. I got 10 hours in the morning and I want to take my time, amen. I'm just, we grape about the drag queen session down at the library and we ought to. There's been drag king sessions going on at the house of God for years. Amen. I understand there's a, there's a learning level. I'm telling you what, dear friend, if a man wore a dress, He'd be called a drag queen. Right. Wouldn't it be right if a woman wore pants, she'd be called a drag queen? Yes. Is that all right, Pastor? I know that's a pastoral issue. I'm telling you, the, the day and I we're living in, it needs to be known that it's not just weird have a drag queen session for the children. Uh, years ago, years ago, it was weird when the first drag king walked in. Yeah. Right. Amen. So I don't like that. You ain't going to like it when the sodomites drag your children and try to molest them like they said they're going to do. Amen. We're going to have to get back to worshiping. Throw away our security. Throw away our beauty. Amen. I got one more, but it's up there and I don't feel like going back. You know what she brought? Her humility. You know what she brought? Her glory. That hair was given her for her glory. She marred her own glory that he might be the one glorified there in Simon's house. Thank God it ain't a waste. Thank God tonight. I'm not wasting my life. I'm not wasting my time. Hey, thank God tonight. When I quit playing ball, God called me to preach a third year playing college baseball. And some say, why did you waste that? Why did you waste your talent? I was already wasting my time and talent on some sport. God used it. But I'm telling you tonight, I'm not wasting my time. I'm trying to worship. It'll help you down the road, saint of God. My eyes, when I get on that road tomorrow, they're going to start saying, I wish I was at home. My flesh is going to say, don't your back hurt. The Holy Ghost say, didn't you enjoy worshiping? Amen. Doing well. Oh. Is it waste or worship? Is it waste or worship tonight? Amen. Is it waste or worship? And serving the Lord, it was, it was costly. I do want to get this one. She, she, she was willing to forsake even her own family. Now before this happened, Lazarus had died. She didn't pour that ointment on Lazarus. Amen. He's dead in the grave and they wonder why Jesus hadn't come and he said to this intent that you might believe. Amen. Y'all's backside handled a little more. Amen. She didn't pour it on her family. Poured on Lazarus. Tell you what's hindering worship in the house of God. And th- hey, I believe in family. Amen. But church time's not family time. We've had some people leave our church, said we have too much church and we take away family time. Go tell the boss he's taking away family time. Tell the boss you got me too many hours. I don't have time with family. Amen. We ain't willing to do that, are we? So what are you preaching about? Worship? It'll take to worship God to lay aside the things of the world. Serve Him. It was costly. It was criticized. I'm sure get, I don't probably not hear you people, but maybe so, get criticized about this message. That's all right. Amen. 
Has anybody criticized you over what you do for God? Yeah. Well, as Brother Mitchell said, his sister always say, called him up and said, when are you going to slow down? He said, I'm just going 55. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brother Mitchell said, you know what that was? It, I don't know for sure, but it sounded like she's, she had a little criticism. You old, you need to slow down. There'll be some criticism if you really, really worship God. Amen. You really worship the Lord. I believe this is something that was being confirmed in her life. Now, I'm not sure about this. I sent a text to Brother Larry Wells this morning. He didn't text me back. I asked him his opinion on this. He didn't text me back. But I wonder, Brother Brian, if I'm wrong, correct me out loud. And it may not be, but over there in Luke 7, there's such a similarity of that woman that come into Simon's house and the Bible said she is a sinner. You know what she did? She brought an alabaster box. It doesn't say she broke it. But she brought it in and somehow she poured it on Jesus and she anointed him there. Amen, remember that? And Simon said if he was a prophet, he'd know who this woman was. He knew who she was. He knew who you was. Amen. Thank God. Hey, he told her, depart in peace, your face made you whole. She was worshiping, didn't even realize what she was doing. And I don't know, is that the salvation testimony of Mary? From John 12? I don't know. I'm not saying that it is, but boy, it sure lines up. Maybe she hadn't left her first love. She thought of it worked when I first got saved. He's about to go back to heaven. He's down there at Simon's house again. Now where is that in John 12? And now where is that in Luke 7? She said he's down there at Simon's house again. And dear friend, she got in there and she took that. And I don't know if there was some kind of thing on that. She could open it up and just pour a little there in Luke 7. But the Bible said she broke it. And she said, this is my last chance. I'm going to pour it on him. Might be our last chance on this side of eternity. Get back to your first love. Get back to that first love and devotion and dedication and worship. Thank God it's not a waste of time. Amen. Well, what caused this worship? He said she's done it for my burial. You know what she believed? She said, Lord, I believe that you've lived a sinless life and you're who you say you are. I believe you're going to die just like you said. I believe you're going to resurrect just like you said. I believe you're going to come again just like you said. And she said, I take this. In the Old Testament, they'd anoint the sacrifice. They'd anoint the priest. They'd anoint the prophet in that right. And they'd anoint the king. I believe that's what she's doing. Amen. When's the last time you worshiped your sacrifice? Took time to worship your sacrifice. Took time to worship your high priest. Wake y'all up back here, amen. Took time to worship your prophet. Took time to worship the king eternal, king immortal, king invisible, the only wise God. Have you done what you could? I'm closing right now. Have you done what you could? Does anybody just get up before we even go through the routine? Nothing wrong with the routine. Who get up right now and do what you can to worship God? Amen? I ain't trying. I'm saying what God tells you to do. But if not, what can you do after this meeting to worship God? Amen? There's the deception of worship. The devil said to Jesus, if you'll fall down and worship me, I'll give you all these things of this kingdom. He said, they're all mine and in essence, they are, amen. I mean, they're gods altogether, but God's allowed him a lot of things. You know why we don't worship God? Because there's so much the world has to offer that we want. Amen. So tonight I've just tried to give you my heart. Is it waste or worship? Let's stand tonight if you would. Piano player come, every head bowed and every eye closed. Closing out this meeting night. Thank you for enduring to the end. I wonder tonight who will say I want to worship him more than I ever have before. I said it earlier, this older generation, it's hard to get down. Some of them already are. 
I wonder if there's some younger person just prostrate yourself before God. I mean, not just to show up here tonight, but in your heart. If God's put it in your heart tonight, will you prostrate yourself before Him? Worship Him. Adore Him. Every head bowed and every eye closed while she plays softly tonight. Sooner Rose Baptist Church.